Good hello and welcome to Viv and Miles's Infinite Watchlist Top 100 Horror Movies. And <laughs> I'm Miles. Hey. Hi, and I'm Viv. That was a mouthful as usual. As oof, that was my mouth was full up there with that huge full. amount to tell y'all. But we managed it. We sure <laughs> so, did. We're back, back, back again. We're riding that horror. We're riding that ghost train, girl. And yeah. we've been we've been on it a while now. We're doing well. There's been some bumps. There's been yeah, we're we're and... about to end the 40s and head into the 30s. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And you've survived really... all of them. <laughs> That's wow. That's crazy. So this week we've we've got quite a staple. We're back to the Stephen King realm again. Mm-hmm. Which often is the way. And this week we're going to discuss 1989's Pet Cemetery. Spelt, not quite how you'd imagine. Right. Spelt um, in, a, in a creative way. Think was, yeah. Correct. How a child might imagine it should be spelt. Yeah. I do remember when I sent you the movie we were doing, and you very politely um, replied back. Um, is it spelled so incorrectly on purpose? <laughs> like, yes. Is that, is, that yes meant, is. is that meant to be the case? <laughs> Did you just you like, uh, have a, a trouble spelling the word? Or yeah, is it spelled you're, like you're that on purpose? Is your autocorrect okay, hon? <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to Stephen King. So this is, a, this is based on his 1983 novel of the same name. Um, Correct. Now, this is again. You know, I always like to say to you if I've heard of the film or not. I've definitely mm-hmm. have heard of this one. And every time I hear the title, my mind goes to the French and Saunders sketch where they literally work in a pet cemetery. That's where my oh, mind always. Uh, yeah, with Dot and May. Yeah, which has got yeah. nothing to do with this whatsoever. But that's where my not. mind always. No, but my but mind. But I always, was always love like, a Dot and May reference. So long live Dot and May. Is what I can say to there that. There go. And they do have a cemetery for pets so you know they, and other other and things <laughs> whoever else since of falling in the incinerator yes. apparently yeah apparently so so yeah but um yeah yes. this is we've launched into this one do you want to set us up so yeah i'll, I'll set some uh some little fun little facts um right on, on top pepper it up um spices spices so, up girl legend has it that Stephen King has said that of all the novels he's written the one that truly scares him the most is Pet Cemetery. Um, really? Yeah, and, and it could be because apparently this novel was inspired by some events that happened in his life. Um, okay. One of them was when his daughter's cat died. He got the idea of wouldn't it be wonderful if I could spare her that pain, right, of losing a pet? Oh. And then the other thing that happened was apparently his son was very small and ran into a road mm-hmm. and a car almost hit him. Um, and probably that terror of what flashed in his mind of what could have happened to his kid kind of filled in. The trauma, trauma, yeah, uh, the, course, the yeah. rest of the of the yeah. horrific things that happened in this movie. Um, oh, that's interesting. 
thing. So it's relatable. Yeah. It was relatable for him. It brought back horrible yeah. things. And I'm thinking that's probably why he he it might have affected him more than any other of his novels. Yeah. Because it's I mean, too real for him. Yeah. And 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 in this film, like it's it's an 80s horror movie, so so it's a fun 80s horror movie in that way, but but the reality of losing a child is is yeah. I mean it's it's of course, more horrific than any of the supernatural stuff, right? Yeah, and unfortunately, we've had a few films where that's happened, and we know. Yeah, kids very... don't do well in horror films. No, they don't. Yeah, whenever you see a kid in a horror film, it's like, well, yeah, don't get attached. I don't feel safe. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel safe. like my emotions are going to be safe for the rest of the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so that was i thought was an interesting little thing that's that... very interesting and actually that almost changes my opinion it changes my mindset in a way because you can see where it's coming from yeah, yeah that's very interesting that's really interesting. where he was writing it as a father right writing it yeah Which what it would tell, be like because you could feel that watching the film you can feel that pain yeah. of the dad is kind of and, who we live it through the dad um yeah. and really we live it through him all right you can say that well, again you you got your life girl with it i i, <laughs> I think it's so funny that you found mr dale uh midkiff so so enticing oh he's so yummy in this film oh my goodness from the moment he came on i was like i was so into the film that someone came behind me at work someone like tapped my shoulder and he jumped out <laughs> my skin i was like excuse me i was really engrossed right there <laughs> I am watching this daddy go through it. <laughs> he is, oh my God, he is so... He yeah, was very he handsome sexy. in this film. Um, very sexy. Wow. Thank goodness, yeah. That's very Oof. funny. That's very funny. Where's my, where's my like, fan? Where's my fan? Like, I find, you know, Rob Zombie very sexy. We have very different tastes in fellas. Yeah. That's why we're yeah. such good friends, because we would never. Yeah, because ever. when we live together, we're not going to steal each other's partners. Correct. Correct. Yeah, we'll just help each other out with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it helps with a horror film when you find someone that attractive, because even oh, yeah. though a dead rat lands on him, I was like, yeah, but he's naked in the bath, so who cares? <laughs> I know you were probably that damn cat. You've ruined this. I was like, I was having such a nice time right there. Why <laughs> did you have to ruin? It? <laughs> Why did you ruin it for us? Oh, damn it! <laughs> damn it, Churchill. Um, yeah, exactly. Another another thing that I thought you would enjoy um, if you haven't um, found out about it. So this film was directed by Mary Lambert, and I believe it was her first feature film. And mm. Mary Lambert was a very, very, very successful video, music video director. She's directed videos. If you saw a video in the 80s, it's that was out. huge. She probably directed it. She directed videos for everyone from Eurythmics to Prince. But mostly she directed all the big Madonna videos. She directed just, Material Girl, Like a Virgin, oh, Borderline, uh, Like a Prayer, all of those she directed. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Madonna. I thought you would enjoy that little I fact. Did. I would have loved if, we, if there was a Madonna soundtrack to this film. I would have really, <laughs> like. I don't know that it would fit <laughs> the movie, but yeah. Um, of course, a true blue would have been ideal. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that uh, it would fit the 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 mood. No, maybe the, the tone, maybe not. A little too whimsical for it. 
Yes, um, perhaps. And then oh, wow. um, the screenplay was actually written by Stephen King as well. So that was also interesting oh, wow. that he wrote the 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 screenplay was written by him as well. It's obviously very involved then. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Very very involved. So interesting. Well, to set set it up for our listener, set it um, up, girl. At the start of the film, the Creed family arrive from Chicago to Maine and they're arriving in your sort of, they kind of seem to me like the stereotypical American family arriving <laughs> at the white picket fence house. Everyone but looks Unfortunately, this house had no fence, which is the, no. what leads to the problem. But yes. Well, that's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. But that kind of image, <laughs> that kind of, when they arrive, because the start of the film is just like, a very very long sequence of graves you you see the pet cemetery yes. and like the the gravestones with leashes or you know dog leads on right. and messages and stuff and it goes from that to suddenly bright sunshine and this kind of blonde family arrive of the, mm-hmm. the you know the mum dad two children 2.4 children mm-hmm. and everything seems dumpy dum to dum and uh mr Mr. Is it Louis or Lewis? Lewis. Lewis. Okay, because the spelling in America. It's still like Louis, but yeah. they call him Lewis throughout the they film. They call so. him Lewis. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Meet Me in St. Louis, Lewis. Right. Sort of situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Mr. Sexy Lewis is has got a new position as doctor in the university, and so the family have moved there. And uh, when they arrive, everything seems sunny and lovely, apart from they've noticed there's this pathway looks a bit sinister. <laughs> and when we... <laughs> just, just a sinister. tad, just a little bit. A tad sinister. Yeah, the house seems good, but then the, the problems are this sinister pathway. And there's also this huge road where these massive, terrifying trucks fly through all the time. So there's red flags. At very high speeds for for it to be that, because it it feels like it's like little houses. And I'm like, why are they going so fast? (laughs) Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. But we very early on meet uh, Judd, who is the the friendly older neighbor across the road. And he's like our device to find out more about he kind of is the re- the way we find out the history and what's happening there. <laughs> May I jump in for a minute to just Well, say yeah, that, that... That's, that's the setup, so go okay. for it, yeah. I just wanted to mention that Judd is played by the great Fred Wynn, who was Herman Munster in The Munsters, um, so he's an American yeah. icon. <laughs> as soon as you told me that, I saw it. I, I could see yeah. it for the rest of the film. I was like, oh, and as I said to you, I got a lot, I got a touch of Dick from Dick, Dick Van Dyke, I should say. <laughs> Well, pardon me. You better Excuse finish that. <laughs> I'll come back to Lewis again. <laughs> I have had a hot flush all evening. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yes. Um, like Van Dyke. Yes. 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 Van Dyke. Very different. Yes. yes. I, I can see so that. Judd is I, like our sort of, yeah, he has that, I guess, yeah. the white hair, the voice. And the, the, and the way he talks. Yeah. Yeah. And he very early on explains to us that 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 road with the trucks is the reason they need a pet cemetery because unfortunately mm-hmm. a lot of animals don't fare too well 
Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, he is kind of the the explainer of, of things. Um and he's yeah, very, very sweet. He's very warm he and sweet. And he, you know, Ellie, the little girl, like immediately gravitates to him and yeah. he's very welcoming. So he because feels like enough. like a nice guy. Because I've seen so many horror films, I wanted to think that, but I was still suspicious because I am right. suspicious of everyone now. I didn't used to be, but now yeah. I'm like, um, is he and nice think, or is he leading them into, is he about to, what's he going to do to them? <laughs> <laughs> I think that probably played a part in casting him because I read that uh, Mary Lambert wanted him off the bat. Like she, she yeah. said, I want Fred Wynn to play this part. And I think part of it is, that he is so charming but also because he's such a big guy i mean he yeah. played frankenstein in the monsters basically herman monster was yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. um there's something that's still a little menacing about him because he's well there's a, a scene guy. like the second or third scene that we see him he's got his hood up and he's smoking and he looked really sinister i was like oh <laughs> have things changed have we already are we seeing the change here i think it's yeah. turning dark faster yeah Pretty early on, he he leads the family down to, I mean, personally, buying this house, I would have a lot of red flags because. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the road alone would have put me right off. I'm like, I don't. Well, when you've got, you, when you got young children, it's yeah. why would you even dream of. Or even pets. I wouldn't live in that house with pets. No. With that because, road. No. And the noise would have been awful anyway. Just yeah, in general. yeah. It's a beautiful because, house. Like the the actual place is beautiful, but that road, yeah. is a, like for me, it would have been like, no, thank you, no, thank you. And the fact that there's a huge cemetery in the garden that's that's not ideal. Now, for me, that's that would have been a plus because I love oh, really. Okay. Yeah, I would have been like, now that is really mm. fascinating, but I don't know. I don't like the road. No, fair enough. There's, but yeah, um, like Ellie, Ellie sees the path and she asks, and then we hear from Judd that it's. Exactly, yeah. and then they go to explore it, and the children are kind of a mix of scared and fascinated. Like Ellie says, "Oh, there's a goldfish," and he's like, "Yeah, it's not just it's not just the obvious. It's not just the trucks, but right, you know, all the pets." Because in a different situation, like there's a park, I think in one of the big parks in London, there is a famous pet cemetery of like dogs and you know different mm. animals and it's kind of charming it's done in a very charming right. and i know that when we went to one of the royal sandringham in norfolk which is one of the queen's palaces she they have a cemetery for all the corgis and you know Aww. so it can seem sweet and charming this right. not so much this but... <laughs> one feels a little scarier yeah um yeah for sure and why it's, it's is always... there pet... oh sorry go on no no no, it's so just gonna say that it's a, it's a circle. It's like yes, and yes. then he was saying that the older ones are towards the middle, and then the the newer oh, ones brushed, are right. It kind of brushes out, out. Mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say so they they have a pet. They do have a pet cat. Yes, and why do you think it's called Winston Churchill? Is there do you think there's a reason? Or is it just random? It's just... I don't know. I didn't find anything specific. No. Maybe maybe Stephen King just thought that was a great name for a cat. I don't know. Maybe he was looking at a history book and pointed his finger. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah he could have just thought that that was a cool name for a cat. Yeah. But they call him Church for short. That's right. They call him Church for short. Yes. Yeah. 
And uh, Ellie says that she's really worried that one day, and this is what we were referencing earlier, that mm-hmm. she says, you know, I don't want pretty, I think she says to her dad, promise me that the cat's never going to die. And he's like, I can't. He's, and it's actually really unfair, I think, of the mum in this section, by the way, because she says, come on, give her some reassurance. Well, he's no, like, that, yeah. that's when he's taking the cat to get um, neutered. That, he, okay. that mom makes him um, promise. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. make him promise the cat is not going to die when she's like wandering. Like, right. She, well, after they visit the pet cemetery, she comes home that night and she starts thinking about her cat dying and has that conversation mm-hmm. with dad about, you know, do you not have to worry? Churchill's probably going to still be alive when you're in high school and that's a long time. And, mm-hmm. but yes, um, we do get to see that, that, um, but she still makes him promise though, doesn't she? She's, he's but it, no, but it's, it's, the promise comes later when he so Judd tells him, "You better get your cat fixed because that yeah. will stop it from wandering, and you don't want the cat running out at night in this road." Mm-hmm. So he's in the morning. He has the cat in the carrier, and he's gonna take it to get his nuts cut off, as Ellie says. Yes. And uh, Ellie Ellie says, "What if something happens to him?" What if he dies in the operation and and the dad is like, he's going to be fine. They know what they're doing. And she's like, promise me. And he doesn't want to promise. And mom says, come on, promise her that he's going to be fine. So that, you know, and you can tell dad was not happy about having to promise her. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah right but it's, it's I thought that yeah, was like a different yeah. thing but i still thought right. it's the same situation i thought it was mean that she put it on him because he was like, oh yeah absolutely to, and, and i, I get where like he's coming that. from because he's like yeah because yeah, most he's likely like, the if... cat will be fine but what if something happens when he's under anesthesia mm-hmm. and he doesn't make the operation and then you're gonna have to explain to her what happened because you made me promise her that he was gonna be fine. yeah exactly yeah yeah i didn't like that it's yeah. like she she should have taken over. If she wants to take that responsibility of promising, then right. you, know, you do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Because he seems to have a very um, honest relationship with Ellie. Because when they're talking about death, he's very um, honest with her about it. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I mean, he will eventually die, but it's not going to be until you're very old, much older. And, and they talk about heaven and earth and I mean, heaven and hell. And he's like, well, I don't believe in heaven and hell. Like he's very honest with her, which I really like yeah. that when they have but that But he says about all the things that people, there's so many options on what you people right, do like believe in. Some people believe this and people believe that. And mm-hmm. you get to choose what you want to believe. And, you know, so yeah. he talks to her yeah. like a person. Like he's not. Yeah, exactly. Growing yeah. Up. yeah, exactly. So that's why to him, anything happening to that cat is devastating because he knows what it's going to do. They probably shouldn't have moved where they moved because. Correct. <laughs> it was pretty inevitable. Right. Especially with, yeah, like cats are door dashers. Like even my cat, who is an mm. indoor cat, like, you know, he tries to dash for the door all the time. So. Yeah. 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 So we also meet this, is it their maid, Missy? Is Missy like their sort of Yeah, she, she's in, yeah, like her like she comes to clean and, and help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, in fact, I've just realized that's that's she's the reason that they have the conversation we've just talked about. Because she so this character, Missy, who's the maid, hangs herself pretty early in the film. She kills herself. And it's after the funeral that Ellie's like, 
is Missy going to heaven? And that's when he right. goes, well, yeah, right. she's come to me. He's yes. Like, well, so, yeah, we know that there was something wrong with her because they, they mentioned yeah. her stomach pains uh, a few times. Mm. And then she writes a, a note saying, I know I have cancer. I know I'm going to die soon and I can't stand the pain anymore. So no. she she's agitated her, yeah. the whole time. She seems agitated. And yeah, I mean, like, a woman is in a lot of pain, I, I would yeah, assume. Horrible. Horrible. So, yeah. But she, yeah, she's yeah. the one that tells Ellie um, that the cat is going to get his nuts cut off. So that's yeah. a funny moment where they're like, where do you hear that? And she's like, Missy told me. And Yeah, I think Missy doesn't hold back with her language. Right. <laughs> oh, and Missy quite... has a real thick main accent, which I love. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so that happens fairly early on. And then a very big thing that happens early on is that Mr. Lewis, Mr. Lewis Creed. <laughs> doctor. I beg oh, your pardon, excuse Doctor. Excuse me, Doctor. He's a well, doctor, that's, that's, no less. <laughs> oof, how could I forget? <laughs> of course he is. He's he doesn't have a good first day at work, that's for sure. No. No, no and this not. is this this is where we meet um one of the main characters who kind of also is the guide through this whole um that's situation. right. Yeah. Um, yes, he's our ghostly guide. Yes. Victor. Victor Pascal. Victor yeah, he's had um, a really horrible. It's like, is he? Is it an, a truck accident? Is that an accident? Yeah, he got. Or? He was riding his yeah. bicycle and got hit by a by a truck, and his brain is exposed. Basically, when we meet him, and throughout the film, yeah. his brain continues to be exposed. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, unpleasant. Truck trucks are not good in this film. It's not a good thing. No, good. so they yeah they they bring him to him, yeah. and he he yeah. just he's like got you know he can only do so much. Yeah. He's not yes. in a hospital. And um, before Pascal, like we think Pascal has died. And then all of a sudden he comes back yeah. and says to him, the soil of a man's heart is stonier, Lewis. I'll come to you. And then he dies. And he's like, how do you know my name? Yeah. What the really hell? freaked out by it, as anyone yeah. would be. Yes. <laughs> you can say that again. And then he, from then on, he haunts that guy. He's like the ghost and, and the guide, like right. I said, a bit like Judge, right. another guide and what's happening. Right. He's he's a good ghost. Like he's trying to help him hmm. not make the huge mistakes he ends up making because he's not listening to Pascal throughout. No, he does not listen to him at all. He does not. And that night he appears to him mm-hmm. and walks him to Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. and there's a whole sort of quite traumatic quite traumatizing sequence and then the next day when he wakes up you're like oh maybe it was a dream but then when the sheets come off his feet are covered in mud right and and, and the the big foreshadowing that pascal gives us in that is they they walk through the pet cemetery and he and he points to him where like behind this like a, there's like a bunch of um sticks and, and branches and stuff and there's like a light almost glowing from it and he tells him you don't go past here this is that place is not for you to go you stay away it. from that place you'd be um, in danger girl exactly girl don't go there <laughs> um but 
we, we know what happens when audience. someone says when someone says don't go there we know yeah. what happens yeah <laughs> and to be fair judd leads him up there doesn't he i think right and, and yeah. you're sitting there going like pasco told you not to go there why are you going yeah. but yeah why is he? Which is, by the way, one definitely made me suspicious of Judd again. I was like, why is he doing that? I can't right. Understand. I mean, he does a lot of, and also it's like, why would he, because then he tells the story of his own dog and we mm. see him as a young child and how his dog died and he, he buried him in that other cemetery and the dog came back, but it was, and he's telling the story. It wasn't him. This dog was not my dog. No. So it the next like time I made sure he stayed dead. So mm -hmm. then why are you taking him to bury the cat? Like, My clearly it yeah. does not turn out well when things are buried no. over there. Yeah, so why would you do it? Exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... There's reasons why we don't know if we should trust Judd, I think, uh, during those yeah, times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But exactly. yeah, so so mom and the kids go to visit her parents who are monsters, by the way. Just want to put it out there. Her parents oh. are fucking monsters. Idiots. Well, <laughs> but especially the dad. Care. He is oof. He's her a father in law from hell. Not just the, like I mean, we haven't even gotten into Zelda, but her parents are straight up monsters. Oh, so, um, her Ooh. sister, you know, when she tells the whole yeah, story. Yeah, no, Zelda. I know, I know exactly you're talking about. It's giving me dramatic. So, anybody <laughs> that saw this film as a child, as I did, will tell you the scariest mm. part of this film is Zelda. That's, That's the, the part that scared everybody. She's terrible. The most. So, so terrifying. And I think this happens after Missy died, um, where we hear the story about how when Rachel was little. She had to take care of her sister, her older sister, Zelda, who had spinal meningitis. And they kept her locked in a room. And so nobody lonely. knew she was there. She was hidden from society. And um, and she would have to go and feed her. And, I mean, the image of Zelda is so terrifying so to your core. Um, and I read that uh, Mary Lambert wanted to like originally they were going to cast a teenage girl to play zelda because zelda's supposed mm. to be like 15 or 16 but she said all the girls she saw were just sweet and she wanted zelda to be truly terrifying so she cast a grown man so that when you see zelda immediately you know there's something very wrong with this oh, this is the not wonder. okay yeah so she cast a, a grown man so that everything about zelda feels completely off yes yeah and then of course you see her spine and all of that it's... but the case. fact that her parents not only kept her locked in a room but also then left rachel who was like what Ooh. like 10 11 mm. home alone with zelda and yeah. zelda dies and rachel has to carry that her the rest of her life that's to do with it yeah exactly and that's it and she's obviously always having flashbacks and like thoughts of her yeah horrible but yeah zelda not is to mention that they star. <laughs> that they yeah that the dad has a punch up with his son and oh yeah no the, the, her parents are, are, funeral. they are i be. think i wrote it here i think i wrote my note says her parents are garbage people 
Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, that's a very that's a good summary. Yeah, yeah they're terrible. No, but yeah, so Halloween has become Thanksgiving. I like mm -hmm. the little. I like how the the picture of a pumpkin was replaced with a turkey in the window. I was yeah. like, that's cute. That's that a little bit of ceremony going on there. It's yeah. a nice way of showing us where we are in the year. And like we know that. you love holiday decorations, so oh, that's you right know up I your alley. I was like, oh yes, they're talking <laughs> your language now. Yeah, so the family go off to Chicago and leave. Everyone except except Dad. In the doctor. Except the, the doctor. doctor's death. Yeah. Well, I would have said, you know what? I'm staying with the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been doctor, doctor. Give me the news. I got a exact case of loving you. I would have been calling Dr. Beats. Calling Dr. Beats. <laughs> 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 or we could go with Aretha Franklin's Dr. Feel Good. I mean, there's so many. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. Woo. I am in need of a doctor right now. <laughs> Perhaps it's time for a little break so I can cool off. I think I need a, yeah, I need a nice Well, you get a nice ice ice cold drink to cool, get to cool nice off your vapors. Yeah. And uh and we will come back to see the doctor in Maine. Oh, my appointment is in five minutes. <laughs> okay. We'll be back soon. Bye. Okay. <laughs> And we are back. We're back. Hi, babe. You okay, hon? Hey, you better? You feeling more refreshed? I've got a long icy drink, so we're good. Although we're coming up to that bathroom scene. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. Okay. Let's not let's not focus. Yeah, so things are about to take make a nasty turn in this film right now. Right. So now yeah. Now now we're getting gritty. Things start to happen. So family's away and he he gets home and Judd is like, oh, hey, Doc, is this your cat here? Mm -hmm. And he yeah. walks over and unfortunately we see Church um, very, very dead. Yes. Um, there's a really horrible, like, peeling sound when the cat comes a off the ground. horrible sound, like, yeah, when like, he pulls him off the grass, yeah. I was like, did we need that? Well, I suppose we did, but I'm like, Ugh. I think, yeah, I think it was like to to just make it very evident that he was a hundred percent dead. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty graphic. Yeah. And um, and of course, you know, the doc is very upset because he's like, oh, what am I going to tell Ellie? I don't yeah. want to ruin her Thanksgiving. Yeah, and she's not here, so it's not right. Good. So he's really like, um upset obviously about knowing that ellie's gonna be heartbroken yeah and then mr judd who we want mm -hmm. to trust we really want to trust him but mm -hmm. he, but at this point i'm not so sure yeah you know he has some ideas um i mean he he creates his his own downfall literally literally exactly he's the one who introduces him so like yeah they, you know, he's like, well, I'll just bury him in the pet cemetery, and and he goes, well, there's another option. <laughs> option B. <laughs> I'll I'll let you see the other option, and you decide. So yeah, they see, walk, see how you feel. <laughs> right? They they walk through the pet cemetery, and there's that area that we had yeah. seen in the 
quote unquote dream where Pascal yeah, told him, do not go there. Living yeah. people stay out of there. You don't go there. Yeah, warning. And Judd warning. is like, that's right there is where we're going. Um, yeah, follow, follow me. Follow me and don't look down and don't stop moving or you will crash through because there's a, a bunch of fallen branches and stuff. I was um, getting slight midsummer traumatic. People climbing mountains now make me nervous. Just saying. Just right. saying, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like a very um, unsteady place to be climbing, but they, they do get through. With a dead cat. With a dead cat in a bag. And they walk um, around to, you know, a, another area. Now, there's... um. In the novel, and I believe I've read that in the remake, they go more into the the whole Wendigo thing. Mm -hmm. Wendigo is like a Native American demon um, okay. that eats human flesh. It's a super creepy um, mythological creature. Mm -hmm. And um, the that moment where they're walking through and they hear like this like high-pitched howl and the doctor's like what is that and just says oh don't worry it's just a loon i wanted to, to stop here for a minute because mm -hmm. so apparently that's the idea is that it wasn't a loon it was a wendigo but right. they had to cut the whole wendigo storyline out of the film because it was too long so in the in this original they don't go into that but having been to maine mm -hmm. and having had the horrendous experience of hearing a loon when I was not prepared to hear a loon. <laughs> they are terrifying. Really? Sounding. It sounded just like in the movie, like a oh. sound like that. Wow. I was at my friend Amanda's parents' house with her. Like we were just um there. And it was pitch black because they lived on the lake. So there's like no lights at night. It's like pitch dark. And all of a sudden you hear this like and I was like, I'm sorry, Amanda, are the dead rising from the grave right now? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, what's this happening? <laughs> like, oh, those are loons. And I was like, they are wow. terrifying. What wow. the hell? No. So, oh, wow. So you can, yeah. well, it's like the, the London equivalent is every time foxes are mating, it sounds like a child is being strangled. It's awful. Yes, foxes are it's also so like, bad. Things. Oh, it's a horrible sound. That's screaming. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So that, that, and the image, yeah. the image is like, there's like circles and lines. It's all very patterned out. Right. It's, it's supposed to be like a Native American, like an indigenous. I mean, he calls it an Indian burial ground. We don't use that term Probably. anymore, but exactly, obviously yeah. this is 1989. So. Um, yeah. Things are um and, and in in the 80s i will say in horror there was a lot of tropes about native burial grounds mm -hmm. having yeah i mean we've had a few natural powers hmm? we've had we've i feel like we've had references to that in other films as well already right uh, there's yeah there's so many references poltergeist 2 is all about that and okay um so there's there's a lot of that and and i saw this um um indigenous um man who is like a like a historian and he he talks about like um it's this show that i love where they have experts look at scenes from movies and discuss in their area of expertise and he's 
and and native um american historian and he finds it very funny he's like it's very funny that um indigenous burial grounds are thought of as like supernatural and all this stuff when what people don't realize is that this entire country is mm. an indigenous burial ground <laughs> it doesn't nice. matter yeah. where you're standing you're standing yeah, you're be... of an indigenous burial ground so clearly oh, if they had any yes. type of supernatural yeah, powers yeah, yeah. um it would be everywhere it would be everywhere exactly right, right. Yeah, yeah yeah okay interesting so, yeah so and it, um, yeah, so then when they get up there, Jed's like going, "Well, you're gonna have to do it because you." He says something like, "You have to bury your own. No one else. You right. Have to do he's it. your. He's your cat. You have to bury your own. Yeah." Which again, I was suspicious of. I was like, okay, "Really yeah, convenient passed, for Jed as well." Yeah, I was like, "You passed the buck again." Uh huh. So he buries this poor church, Winston, mm-hmm. and then. Well, we know what happens after that. Is <laughs> something comes back to life, but it's not. So it's the the idea is right. it's the image, the image of what right. He lost, it, I mean, it's technically the body of the cat comes back. It's to the life, body, yeah. But it's an evil, right? You know, and that's I think probably where the Wendigo was woven in because the Wendigo eats he, flesh, he eats humans, which is what so, we see with with these right. characters, yeah, like a zombie exactly. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this comes back as a very aggressive pussy. Push. Very aggressive. Um, yeah, every time he gets near him, he goes like, yeah. and just swipes I would him. have no. I would go nowhere near this cat. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> I would. I would move. In fact, I would probably move states uh, to avoid being near this yellow-eyed, like foaming at the mouth, scratching, terrifying creature. I'd be yeah. like, no way. So recently. I stayed at a house when it was when um, in Notting Hill and that night I was in the living room with the cat and all night the cat suddenly was like it was like, like terrorizing me the whole night kept swiping <laughs> on my foot just as I was falling asleep and it would like pounce from different areas and oh just the thought of remembering that it's just so and now Churchill like, has pop. not done any good to no, any kind of nothing. reservations you have about pussies no, exactly. I'm afraid this so as is not we helpful. as we speak, I'm gonna turn you around a little bit to see what my cat is currently doing. No, your cat's a different kettle of fish. <laughs> he's, he's a cutie particularly. He's just sleeping on a in, in in my hoodie as he likes to do. I would have no problem with Murphy. That's absolutely fine. But yeah. yeah. I mean, and again, in fairness, Church was a wonderful cat when he was alive. He always slept with Ellie and he was so sweet. Yeah, he was cute. Um, what's happened to him after is is not on him <laughs> as much as it no. is on him being buried in this kind of um, unfortunate burial ground. Yeah, exactly. And he's very, um, Judd's like, oh, you know, you should probably keep this secret. Don't tell anyone about this. It's like, yeah, I bet you don't want anyone else <laughs> to know that. about it. So, so yeah, so now this you know blood hungry cat is gonna your daughter's gonna want to sleep with it. So good luck with that. We'll see yeah, how that goes. Exactly. And this is now when he slides into a nice hot bath for this section. Yeah. Just just to remind you of the what's gonna be no, our yeah, new no. profile. This is the new it, profile. It, it doesn't WhatsApp last that channel. long though, unfortunately. Unless you pause it. But anyway, yeah. And uh and this is when the dead rat comes flying towards him. 
and then you're like, yeah. hell no. I mean, I would that that if that cat came near me in the bath, I don't think I'd I don't think I'd survive the situation, the trauma. Mm. No, it's too it's too too terrifying. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm-mm. So yeah, this whole oh so then mm, so then we're coming up to you know it's bad enough for the cat. We then come back to some family mm. time. The family are back from Chicago. And mm. they go to fly a kite in the field. They're having a it should lovely be a nice. Thing. It should be a nice, innocent thing. But I knew straight away it wasn't going to be. I knew, knew it. Mm-hmm. And the kite, get, he's with um, the kite. Little is it? So he's, Gage. he's teaching no. Gage. Gage how to. Gage. Gage I've is never like never heard a, that name in my life. Yeah. So Gage is is a toddler. Like he's he's a baby. Yeah. And he's teaching him how to fly the kite. And he's incredibly sweet the whole film. Like he's he keeps so saying cute. things. Like, he'll do something. So, and he goes, yeah. "Uh oh, he's so cute." And and so here's some background on on Gage. So it, he's played by Miko Hughes, who's kind of like a horror um, icon. Like he goes to all the like horror fests, and people love him. So this is Miko Hughes's first film, and he was only two, like almost three when he did yeah. this film and the studio obviously wanted twins because that's usually what they would do with a child this young is to get twins so that they yeah, can so switch him up sure. but um mary lambert fell in love with miko and because she said i'd never seen a child that young be that capable of acting and that talented so she Ooh. pushed for him and then the studio agreed to just have miko play him wow so, yeah that's so cool wow that's how good he was yeah he was yeah. fantastic in it yes but sadly this is basically the kite comes unraveled and he runs after it and then we see this truck flying towards i mean again it's, it's red, horrendous yeah again why would you have any child remotely loose anywhere near that anywhere road? near that road oh my god yeah it's a horrible scene um, and I will tell you a little story. Um, when I saw this film, when it came out, I was probably in high school and um, I loved it. And then when it came out on VHS, I rented it and I made my grandma and my mom watch it. And that's yeah. the part they made me t- turn it off. Oh, when yeah, when Gage gets hit by the yeah. truck, both of them were in hysterics. They made me turn it off. And Aww. I was like, we're not even it hasn't even started and i guess yeah. i couldn't get it like now as an adult i understand yeah that that's cool. you know, it's the most awful yeah of course deal with it but i always remember that i was like why i realized it right like why are you so upset it's a yeah, movie. No, that's just a movie but it yeah, reminds me they... actually of what mr ed harley goes through yeah. in pumpkin head it's very, very similar. similar yeah that, that and they've got like moment. a yeah. You wouldn't I wouldn't be that surprised if Haggis showed up in Pet Cemetery, to be honest. It wouldn't be that Oh, she would have fit right in. She would have she, she probably would have loved... made a great girlfriend for Judd. Yes, she would have done. Right? And then she could have said, Dr. Lewis Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a friend of Ed Harley? <laughs> You gotta let it run its course. You gotta let it run. You gotta let that cat run. 
<laughs> oh. uh, we've oh, officially Haggis. lost it, by the way. Listeners, we've lost, we have lost the plot. Oh, if we Haggis. ever had it, it's gone. It's gone. But Haggis, what an icon. Oh, she is an icon. <laughs> but anyway, skipping through the horror of. We're, yeah, exactly. We've managed to make live because this is a really horrible section. It's a horrible and then we... scene, yeah. Horrendous. We then have oh. the funeral that we referred to earlier, oh. where this Which insane also horrible. This where the the father in law decides to blame Lewis for everything and have a yeah. punch up that ends up knocking the coffin off. Oh my you know, god, that's floor. can you imagine something worse than oh vomitous. Like her parents are straight up monsters. Yeah, they're hideous. Horrible. Hideous, hideous, hideous. Um, oh. yeah, so then, uh, yeah, that's a really, really horrible section, obviously. Yeah, and and after, so after the funeral, we have that, that moment between Judd and, um, yeah, and the doctor. Yeah. The doctor. Where Judd looks at him and says, I know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. You, you can't do it. Don't do yeah, it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't and do we, it. as the audience, yeah. also know what he's thinking, and we're going, "Don't do it." The yeah, cat was like, bad sometimes, enough. <laughs> sometimes the dead are better off dead. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, that's a line that he repeats a lot. Sometimes dead yeah. is better. Yeah, the person you put in the ground is not the one coming out again. Like he's reminding him, "Do not." Mm-hmm. And this is when he tells the tale of what happened before. Mm-hmm. And the repercussions of um, right. what happened before. And buried his, his son that had died, his adult yeah. son had, had um, died, and he buries him in this, in the cemetery where they buried the yeah. cat, and he came back and he was not yeah, himself. A... <laughs> to say <laughs> the least. <laughs> That is an understatement. <laughs> that was so was British. Just, you know, he was, he was just feeling, little, feeling himself. It's a little under the weather. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he yes. was chewing people, but you know, and dripping right. blood. But... <laughs> he was eating people's body parts and stuff, you know. Yes. You're a little off colour, dear. Yes. <laughs> You're not yourself you today. Quite, don't quite seem yourself. <laughs> you okay, hon? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, right. Um, everything all right, babes? <laughs> oh God, it's me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then, yeah, he doesn't. I think we know he's not going to actually listen to that. He's gone beyond. Right. And to be fair, when you've been through that, crazy with grief. Yeah, he's just yeah. When you've been through that, all yeah. logic, I imagine, goes out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. Also. We now need to mention that Ellie is seeing mm-hmm. the ghost now too, is seeing Pascal. Is it Pascal? Pascal. Victor yeah. Pascal. Victor. Yeah. She is now seeing him, right? And getting the warnings and messages. So we we really know she's seeing him when they so like Ellie and Mom go back to Chicago. Yes. And then Ellie we we realize Ellie's seeing Pascal. She calls him Pax. Pascal, um, and she's telling mom because she's had this horrible dream yeah. that dad did something very very bad, and and 
yeah, she's like, we need to call dad. We need to call dad. Make sure dad is okay. And and yeah. mom's like, you just had a bad dream. She's like, no, no, Pax Pax was here, and he told me that we needed to go back and and help dad. And and the mom is like, you just had a bad dream. Go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then as mom is walking out of the room, Pascal is whispering in her ear mm-hmm. and it clicks on her who this Pascal is. Mm-hmm. And she and realizes that, she's, out, that oh, she's really yeah. seen this ghost. Something's, something's yeah. wrong. Yeah. I need to get back. I need to get back there and find out what's happening. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the doctor is at- back at the Back in the cemetery. Yeah. And they've been very quick, by the way. There's already a full-on stone and, you know, etc. Like, there always is in these films. Yeah, very fast. I got also got tones of, is it not the film we saw a few weeks ago, Terrifying? Terrified? Terrified, yeah. It reminded me of that, where the boys... With the little boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, he basically digs up his son... And yeah. it's just pretty grim, and we know takes, what's going to happen. Takes him to the to the bad place, and yes, yes, and yeah, and then he he comes back, but um, obviously, he's not the key boy. Remember, no, no, and now the giggling is is terrifying. Like the oh my, the now we're going into like Chucky. This is Chucky no, realms now. No, this is not the same game is no, not the same you. so how on earth did they do that whole set how did they do it when he so i was gonna tell you since you mentioned chucky so what they did for those scenes was that so she had miko hughes um do the close-up stuff and make faces yeah. and all that stuff but then a lot of of the things that you see like fighting him off or whatever they made a dummy of him they made um, like they, they made yeah. a cast of him and they created a doll so that the the two year old actor didn't have to actually you know be in the set during those scenes. Oh wow, they do that really well. I have to say because yes. it's pretty. Yeah, you can see it like in one part where he jumps, like he jumps on top of Judd, and you kind of can see yeah. him flapping about. You can tell that it's probably a doll, but yeah. um, but yeah, so she had him do his close-ups by himself and then all the other stuff they used the dummies that they made of him yeah and also so that poor child didn't have to go through yeah yes i think so young (laughs) they didn't want to traumatize him yeah no exactly yeah so we see gage breaking through the rocks and heading to the house Mm. so we know here we go and the first port of call i'm afraid judd in the words yeah. of Chicago, he had it coming. He had it coming. Dad, you, you, yeah, you really only had yourself to blame. I mean, yeah, he it, he was the reason. He brought it. He knew the consequences, and he still. Right, Doc wouldn't people. even have known about that if it wasn't no, for him. How could? How could he? Yeah, exactly. So he had it coming, and boy, does he get it! Boy, yeah. does he get it! So this is this is the bit where I mean, like, I was, I did a few screams. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's not into the Achilles heel across the lips. Yeah, that's the part that I knew was gonna be not oh, a pleasant one for you, because because yeah. Gage goes into his house first and grabs um his dad's um 
yeah like surgical um what do you call it? Uh, scalpel thing yeah and so then then he heads over to judd yeah and that's when and yeah and he slits it's like flashes his achilles heel and, and his his mouth that's another one that's pretty rough when he puts the scalpel oh. inside the mouth and just like rips his cheeks that's pretty which rough. is like candy man see yeah uh, yeah look at, look at me peppering i'm so peppering. proud of you <laughs> look at me just throwing out these names this, this horrible like violent <laughs> scenes just like falling from your lips i'm like oh that's yeah well the lips yeah. yeah exactly just falling moments ago yes 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 and so then the mom rachel gets back and you know she's in danger of course we know she's right in and, and pascal has kind of been guiding her through the whole mm. thing and then she she <laughs> she um hitches a ride with one of the truck drivers and and then we see her get out of the truck and then we see pascal sitting there and he said you're like this is where i'm done like now you have to figure it out and yeah, do something i can't do it exactly so it's horrible well first she sees um church she sees the cat mm-hmm. and she's like oh because she doesn't even know about the cat coming back she hasn't seen any of this yet no she hasn't and and she so she also before she leaves she has a vision also she sees her sister zelda, zelda. and zelda is like Super creepy, and he's telling her, "Rachel, we're coming." And to shouting at Gage yeah. and I are coming to get you, and this whole like horrible Ooh. thing. It's yeah. really horrible. Yeah, it's nasty. It's yeah. Nice. yeah, And then she sees a more aggressive version of the cats <laughs> now with the yellow <laughs> eyes, slightly, in the... slightly more aggressive. Who is licking blood? Which we can assume uh-huh. from his little paw. Yeah, has gone for a little bit of Judd while he was up there. Yeah, very yeah. unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. I mean, this is a whole load of sick, this section, really, because this poor mother is confronted yeah. with suddenly seeing her dead son. And by the way, dressed as some sort of fucking, oh, sorry, my language. Some oh, you sort know of... they kept showing that that picture at her parents' house of that little oh, yeah, person that... with the top hat and yeah the they did so yeah. gage is dressed just like that picture and in the picture there's a great cat by by its feet so i guess that's the oh, church so it's kind of like a foreshadowing weird yeah like yeah. a sort of like a victorian child or something yeah. it's very odd and then of course it's that there's nothing more creepy than a child saying like oh come and play when they're doing that kind yeah. of chucky like Ooh. and he's yeah he's so cute but He's terrifying. He's, yeah. yeah. And, he's, and he says, I've got something to show you, Mom. I mean, we can see that he's holding a knife. I don't know why she doesn't go women it. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I guess she's oh. just like, yeah, again, cool. seeing her baby. Yeah. So we know we don't see it, but we know she's mm-hmm. she's a goner. Yeah. We know this is, this is not good. And then um, the dog wakes up. And all sorts of alarm bells are going off because he sees footprints everywhere. He sees that his muddy, bags yeah, like the muddy, the muddy, footprint. yeah, from the grave, and his bag's been tampered with. And then he gets a phone call from the as if that's the last thing he needs. By the way, it's a phone call from the parents <laughs> from, from, right. from from the, the garbage people in Chicago, <laughs> who were like, 
where's Rachel? We need to talk to her. Ellie's very upset. She said a bad dream and, you know, needs to... Right. Because Ellie... So Ellie has The Shining, which when we get to The Shining, you'll understand what that means. Right. But it means that she can see things and she knows things. She can see. Yeah. Because um, Ellie had a dream yeah. that mom that her mom had died. Yeah. And... So um, she, which is obviously yeah. a very upsetting thing to go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the dad's not happy when he's like, well... You know, she's taking a nap right now. <laughs> right. And he's like, I don't care. Wake her up. <laughs> yeah. And then the really awful bit is he hangs up and the phone rings again. And this time it's Gabe going, hi, daddy. He's like, Ooh. oh, my God, it's so creepy. Yeah. Well, he's like, I, I, play, I was playing with Judd and that, then I'm playing with mommy and I, I want to play with you. Come play and with me, daddy. Turn. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's not a good thing. It's so horrible. Yeah, so he realizes now, and this is another layer of like horrible thing. He now realizes that he has to kill his yes. son again. He has right. to like do something to mm-hmm. get rid of this. What is his son, but not really right. his son situation? So the cat gets it first, right? Obviously. He tries it on the cat to make sure it works. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Which, by the way, this oh, how he reaches for that cat. I'm like, oh my god, I wouldn't touch that with Minnie. <laughs> he like throws a steak or something to entice him and then grabs him by the neck and so i read that the director said the hardest scene to shoot in this entire film was getting that cat to eat that pork chop was it actually real that was a real cat then for some of it i guess yes they used nine different cats for churchill oh who have nine lives each cats are famously untrainable so they had a cat that was very good at hissing they had a cat that was cuddly they had a cat that was good at growling so they had like nine different cats but she said that that was the hardest thing to get the cat to actually go to the meat and eat the meat was very (laughs) well that would be a really easy thing to do yeah you obviously don't own a cat (laughs) yeah no they don't do what you want yeah yeah, they are not known for being, um, com- you know, to, for no. following along. No. So, no, yeah, they no, use no, a lot of cats no. in, in the film. None of them got hurt. It, it says it at the end no. of the movie that no animals were harmed. Good. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, then anyway, that he gets it and then he goes, okay, so that works. I've injected him, we've killed him. He's, so I'm now going to have to do it. There's a horrible realization that he's going to have to do the same thing to his. His son, it's not really yeah. his son, but horrible, right. horrible. Like, right. Well, and then if it wasn't horrible enough, he walks into Judd's house and finds Judd's body, yeah. and yeah. then finds and also his the wife's whole, body. The whole house is like decayed and has got like. Well, it's a, like all bloodied and you know it's been and, it's yeah, been... And, and mold and like everything's upside down and it's really yeah, yeah it's rough. So he finds, yeah, he finds all the d- dead people. Judd's like under a blanket and then yeah. the mum, Rachel's legs are hanging. She's been for, mm-hmm. she's, she's had the same situation as Missy. It's horrible. Right. And then out the little leprechaun comes himself and starts <laughs> like dashing into his father. Like, right. Stabbing, He's like him. stabbing him. and Yeah, he goes for him. The part that just kills me like every time is mm. when he when he finally grabs him and injects him in the neck, right? And yeah. we know that he's going to die. Yeah. yeah. And Gage just like does that little 
boy pout like you know because he's a two-year-old yeah. and he just pouts yeah. and, and like cries and then goes like not fair daddy not I fair know. and he walks it's away horrible. oh my god it makes me weep every single time and i'm like i know he's a monster but he's so freaking cute no no he's still so cute oh no it's horrible not fair <sighs> daddy not fair yeah. unfortunately it doesn't matter what happens. The dog does not learn. He's, he's cute, not but he's not. Lesson, man. I'm not he's sure not. he's got the smarts. Because girl, it's safe to say by this point, his mind is just checked out fully. Yeah, which I think by this stage is fair enough. Yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons why it would be. Mm-hmm. So, coming up to the end of the film, now he sets the he sets the whole house on fire, Judd's house on fire, and gets rid mm-hmm. of that, and then. He, we know what he's going to do. He's going to bring Rachel back up to that burial ground again. And this is when poor old Victor tries And he's to convinced himself because we yeah. hear him say to Rachel as he's carrying her dead body, he's like, I made a mistake with Gage. I waited too long, but this, yeah, will, this will work because I know. I mean, he's made that theory up himself. There's, there's been no evidence that that is the oh, case. Girl. Yeah, no. There's no. What what's actually what has warned you? Why who's told you? Right. Why in the world <laughs> would you think that would make a difference? Yeah. But he's and we just, know. I mean, he's gone. He's we gone. know as an audience member that's not gonna turn out right. well, of course. So then yeah, we see him take up and then it kind of flashes forward and he's at home. And then Rachel walks in. I mean, he looks delighted to see her, despite the fact that half of her face is like it's... dripping on the floor. Right. Oh. He still go. He still goes in for a good old for a smooch. Kiss. Yeah. And then the last image we see is she grabs for the knife, and we know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be. I mean, poor Ellie is Ellie the only survivor in this whole. Pretty much. And, with, and she's gonna she's be raised those... by those garbage people in, in exactly, Chicago. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. But Whew. the ending. It's important because at the oh, end, yeah. through the credits, we hear the Ramones singing Pet Cemetery. Yeah. And the story of that is that um, Stephen King is a big fan of the Ramones and he's mentioned some of their songs in, in his novels before. And in Pet Cemetery, he does mention a few of his their songs. And the truck that ends up hitting Gage that's the song the song that the driver is listening to is Sheena is a punk rocker by the Ramones. Mm. So it kind of ties it all together. And so the Ramones right. wrote the song Pet Cemetery in homage to Stephen King, you know, doing wow. all the mentioning. How does the chorus go? Isn't it like I wanna be I don't pet- wanna be buried in a pet, in pet. cemetery? <laughs> I don't wanna live my life again. I don't blame them. It's a great song. Yeah, it's very, it's very appropriate. It's very apt. So that's a fun little. And also, we didn't mention that the preacher um, at the funeral for Gage um, is Mr. Stephen King himself. Oh my God, I didn't realize. Well, I turned to Jim, who was sitting next to me, my friend, and I said, he's awfully familiar. That course. (laughs) He is. Is he doing a Hitchcock again? He's turning up. In yes, his he does turn up in a lot of his movies. Yeah, that that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Wow. Well, that was it. I 
I think that despite some traumatic moments compared to what we've been through, I actually, you know, that was a good one. I think that this was... is a little, a little like we're getting, we're hitting some that are going to be easier for you just to give you a little breathing room. Of course. Yeah. I usually find that when it's 80s, it's definitely more manageable on the yeah, whole because it's not sure. as, it's usually got a slightly more familiar kind of like. They don't feel as you know, real. Like they're they, not the as, look of it yeah. is not as real. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So I think compared to what we've been through, I'd give it like a six, I think. Back yeah. in the day, if you'd showed me this at the beginning, I would have oh, given yeah. it a much higher rating. But you by now, been, like, I'm out. Okay. You would have been, yeah. no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I just, it's the, I'm still not good with skin slicing. That's not good. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I... seeing that doctor made everything better. So it's all good. <laughs> Well, there you go. Every... The doctor was a big plus for you. I'm glad. Oh, he was the he was the remedy the I needed. Yes. All right. Even well, though, you... yeah, yeah. So that was really that was good. And what about um, what what have we got next? So next we have another one that became a big franchise. Um, and it is 2002's The Ring. Oh. And we're doing no, the American one this time, just to mix it up. Okay. Okay, cool. With uh, Naomi Watts. Image, is that the image of the girl with the long black hair? Yes. Samara. Okay. I've seen... You'll get to know her I've, well. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, All right. we'll be back next wow. time with The Ring. Yeah. And meanwhile, calling Dr. B. Dr. B. All right. Goodbye. Bye.